Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm K. Sig Sheeler, your host here at Pregame.com, and this is NASCAR Weekly. Well, it's week 14. It's the Pocono 5-Hour Energy 500. Uh, we just got done racing at Kansas for the STP 400, where, of course, as you know, Brad Kozlowski, huge payday, uh, takes home the checker flag, and it was another incredible race from Kansas. And, you know, we've been struggling, so uh, you've got to stick with me because we're going to get this turned around. We're at our second lowest point of the season on our returns for the year, down just under 7.5% return on our bankroll. So we've got our work cut out for us, so we've got to get our nose to the grindstone and get some wins. But stick with us because I'm telling you, we're going to get this ship turned around and it just takes a couple of weeks. Uh, I think you've seen that before uh, earlier in the season. If you've been following me throughout the whole year, uh, the times that I've gotten down, we've managed to put together a couple of straight solid weeks. And, uh, you know, again, we're on track with some of these drivers. I uh, feel really good about what we've been doing. We just haven't had the strategy needed to win these races and unfortunately, we're struggling right now on our head-to-head matchups. So we've got our work cut out for us. Uh, I've got my uh, uh, work that I've been doing all week long leading up to Pocono. And I, I waited a little bit of time this week to do the show because I've got some information in the final segment because we do it every week. We'll get into the Kansas Rewind. We'll talk about the prior race with Brad Kozlowski as your winner. And then we'll get into the point standings. And then, of course, we're going to cover the Pocono pretty in-depth today because uh, I, want to, I want you guys to see what kind of work I'm doing and, and what goes into uh, developing my race day card each and every week. Uh, but we're officially halfway through the season uh, on our way to the chase. Now, not, not the overall season, but we're halfway to the chase for the Cup. Again, in NASCAR, the final 10 races... Uh, are considered to be the chase for the cup, and uh, they take the top 12 drivers uh, in the standings at that time that will get you into the chase for the cup. And we'll talk a little bit about that at the point standings, but, you know, again, we've got uh, about 13 more races as we uh, gear up for the chase for the cup. So uh, we've got plenty of time to get this ship turned around. We'll get it taken care of. Uh, you know, again, it was a tough week to watch because uh, we had some really good drivers up front, uh, but they didn't collect for us at the end. We had a really strong underdog on Mark Ambrose, Marcus Ambrose, excuse me, and uh, he did collect for us. And, you know, it was one of those days where you just, nothing could go right at the end. And, and that was just too bad because we had Jeff Gordon up there. Uh, you know, we, Greg Biffle ran a decent race, not, nothing spectacular, but he ran a decent race. We just could not collect on, on our drivers. Uh, but we'll talk about that in the Kansas Rewind. Uh, but for now, I really appreciate you guys coming onto the show. Uh, the show is growing with, uh, with our, um, our listeners, 
and I looked at the statistics today, and we're getting regular uh, about 350 to f uh, 400 downloads each and every week for the show. So, uh, you know, I encourage you guys, get the word out. I think we've been building a really good show for everybody on here. Uh, we, we, we t if you're into fantasy racing or if you're into just as a fan, I think the information is there for you to help you along. Uh, but really the objective of the show, and I'll reemphasize it, it is to get bettors ready to win betting on NASCAR. So we want to help you uh, on your ventures as you get ready to bet NASCAR. You know, now and each and every week we do the same format because I think the information uh, format is really good. Uh, but each and every segment talks a little bit about uh, something that you can take away for each and every race. So, you know, and then I've gradually started throwing some different topics into uh, the, the race coverage each and every week. So I think the, I think the information's there. Uh, you know, of course, we, we need, you know, the goal on the year is 25% return on our investment, and we're down. So we need to really turn things around and turn it around quickly uh, because I do want to prove that I'm one of the best NASCAR handicappers out there and that you're getting this information free to you each and every week here at pregame.com. So uh, I'm very excited about the show. It's great to have everybody back in here listening to the show. It is going to be a really good show this week because I've got a, a special topic to talk about when we get into uh, the race coverage, talking about Pocono and the 5-Hour Energy 500. And Denny Hamlin, of course, has to be the guy everybody's looking at for this particular race. But for now, this is K-Sig Sheeler here at Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Welcome back to NASCAR Weekly. I'm your host, K-Sig Sheeler here at Pregame.com. Well, it's the Kansas Rewind, and as difficult as it is for me to have this discussion I've got to have it but it was the STP 400 they raced on June 5th from Kansas Speedway and I'll tell you what if you had Brad Kozlowski and I'm gonna throw out delivery man in the forums because he had Brad Kozlowski for a long shot paid him at 80 to 1 what an incredible payday uh, I mean, you know, I didn't expect Brad Castle. I didn't even think he'd be near it. You know, now granted, he was the pole, you know, he, he was in the pole position. And uh, the pole position has won from here before. But, you know, I mean, I just did not expect that out of Brad Kozlowski. But they, they had the, all the right strategy uh, at the end of the race. He held off Dale Jr. And it was an incredible race. Uh, an incredible finish because there was... Several of the drivers that we had on our card, uh, Jeff Gordon and Carl Edwards and Matt Kenseth and Jimmy Johnson and Greg Biffle, we had all these guys to win. They all came in top ten, but they all had to make uh, last-minute uh, green flag pit stops uh, to top off with some gas, and it just cost us the race, and we didn't get the win. And we got banged up really bad on all our head-to-heads as well. So uh, it was a tough, tough race for us. But uh, the results from Kansas and the STP 400, Brad Kozlowski the winner, Dale Earnhardt Jr. came in second, Denny Hamlin third, Jeff Gordon was fourth, 
Carl Edwards was fifth. Matt Kenseth, sixth. Jimmy Johnson was seventh. Tony Stewart was eighth. Kurt Busch, ninth. And Greg Biffle to round out the top ten. Uh, Kevin Harvick had a decent run. Nothing special. He was 11th. Kyle Busch, better than expected at Kansas with a 12 finish. Uh, David Reagan, uh, 13th. Casey Kane, 14th. Ryan Newman was 15th. Brian Vickers, 16th. Juan Montoya was 17th. Clint Boyer, 18th. Paul Menard, 19th. And Martin Truex Jr. was in the 20th position. So, uh, you know, nothing really crazy as far as these results except for your winner, Brad Keselowski. I mean, I, I just think, you know, a huge upset, huge underdog. Great payday. Uh, congratulations if you were smart enough to have him up there, uh, you know, because it was a great payday for you. And it's been a very surprising season here in NASCAR this year. And I don't know if it's really due to the point standings. I just think you're seeing uh, some different drivers and strategies taking place. And I think, if nothing else, possibly the schedules. Uh, you know, there was a change to the schedule this year in the way that they ran. different. They, well, you know, like Kansas, they're running twice here this year. Uh, so, you know, it could be a change in the schedule format. Uh, different drivers, you know, getting geared up for different races. Uh, I don't know. It's just one of those, it's a crazy year in NASCAR. There's been some really big paydays. Uh, I haven't seen a year like this in, in many, many years. So uh, it, it is really a betters, uh, betters bonanza, if you want to say that, because there's been several long shots that have won this year um, and, and some crazy stuff going on. Some different drivers are emerging in the season. And uh, I think that uh, I think we're just going to see more surprises as the year goes along because that's what it's shaping up to be. Now, the events of the weekend began in the Camping World Truck Series from Kansas. It was the O'Reilly Auto Parts 250. And, of course, Clint Boyer uh, from Emporia, Kansas, he was your winner, beat Johnny Sauter. But Clint Boyer, I think he was a wire-to-wire -wire winner. He, uh, I think he led the entire uh, race and he collects the win. Uh, Johnny Sauter was second, Todd Bodine third, James Busher was fourth, uh, Joey Coulter was fifth, uh, Kyle Bush came in sixth, Brendan Galgan was seventh, Nelson Paquette Jr. was eighth, Brad, uh, Brad Sweet was ninth, and Travis Guapel was tenth. So that's your top ten in the Camping World Truck Series. For the Nationwide Series, they raced in Chicago, and it was the STP 300 at Chicagoland Speedway in Joliet, and it was Justin Algauer. Carl Edwards was second. Trevor Bain, who got back in the car for the first time in a long while, uh, he was third. Eric Almarola was fourth. Jason Leffler was fifth. Reed Sorensen was sixth. Kenny Wallace was seventh. Uh, Kelly Byers was eighth. Michael Annette was ninth, and Danica Patrick with a top 10 finish from from Chicago, uh, her hometown. So that was a big day for her, and that was the results from the nationwide race that raced on uh, Saturday for the STP 300. So uh, a lot of you know a lot of things going on in NASCAR. Uh, this week we're going to race from Pocono. We'll t we'll talk all about Pocono and the Five Hour Energy 500 at the end of this uh, final segment uh, of the show. 
But again, I want to thank everybody for coming into the show. I think we're informing you folks uh, everything there is about NASCAR each and every week. Uh, you know, our listenership is getting big, bigger. Uh, we're getting a lot more folks in each and every week. So spread the word because I think that, you know, I want pregame.com to be one of the, if not the best place in the, for, in the, in the internet for folks to come in and get some information uh, about NASCAR. There's a lot of great race minds in the forums. You've got uh, Delivery Man, like I mentioned before, he hit a big 80-to-1 winner. He's always been there. He's consistent each and every week uh, with his cards. Uh, you've got guys like Griff, uh, Chapel Hill. Uh, I mean, there's just so many. Green-White Checker, he's out there each and every week throwing stuff out. So uh, kudos to each and every one of those guys. Greg Shaker, he's great. Uh, Rodney Atkinson, another pro here at pregame.com. You can get their cards. Uh, and, you know, they're proven winners. That's all I can say, folks. And, of course, you know, myself, I I'm not trying to boast myself, but we've never had a losing season in NASCAR. I don't expect to now. I'm not going to let these results get me down. Uh, we've been down before earlier in the season. Like I mentioned, after Phoenix, we were down 7.9%. We're sitting in a similar position. We've got a lot of racing left. We're going to get this turned around, and it's going to start this week from Pocono. Uh, we'll talk about why Denny Hamlin is the favorite here at Pocono. Of course, if you're a real NASCAR fan, you know why. He, he just collects wins after win here at Pocono, and this particular track just seems to, to suit his racing really well. And uh, we'll see what he can do from Long Pond, Pennsylvania, again this week in the Pocono 5-Hour Energy 500, Sunday, June 12th. Uh, but uh, that's going to be on Father's Day, too. i got to mention that because uh, Father's Day weekend, make sure you get a card or a call out to your dad and, uh, and or send him a bottle of booze or whatever it is that you need to do. But make sure you think about dad out there this weekend uh, for the Pocono 5-Hour Energy 500. Uh, but again, my name's K-Sig Sheeler. This is Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Welcome back to NASCAR Weekly. I'm your host, K-Sig Sheeler, here at Pregame.com. Okay, it's week 13 is in the history books for the 2011 Sprint Cup Championship Series of NASCAR. And Carl Edwards continues to maintain a lead. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is second. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is third. Kevin Harvick, fourth. Kyle and Kurt Busch, fifth and sixth. Matt Kenseth is seventh. Tony Stewart, eighth. Clint Boyer is ninth. And Ryan Newman rounds out the top ten. Uh, the two wildcard slots right now, Denny Hamlin is in 11th. And Greg Biffle is still uh, in the chase. Uh, for 12th place, Jeff Gordon moves up three slots. He's in 13th. So not a lot of changes in the top 10. A couple of guys moved up a couple of slots. Kevin Harvick dropped two positions uh, from second down to fourth. Uh, Tony Stewart moved up one, and Clint Boyer uh, dropped one. So not a lot of changes in the top 10. Uh, you know, of course, Brad Kozlowski with the win, he moved up four slots. He was the big mover on the week, uh, but he's down in 21 position. So, uh, like I said, not a lot of changes in the uh, standings. Uh, 
for the Sprint Cup Championship Series. Uh, of course, we've got a long way to go. There's 13 weeks left before we even enter the chase for the Cup. So we've got a lot of racing left on the season. Uh, anything can happen, but I think these guys that you see that are in the top 10 right now, uh, those are going to be your 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 predominant uh, drivers that, that are in the uh, that are in the top 10 each and every week. You'll see some some uh, some battles go on. I think as we get closer to the chase, you'll see some battles that take place in the races. Uh, from these drivers that are trying to get in to the chase. Uh, guys like uh, Mark Martin, who's in 14th. Juan Montoya's in 15th. Uh, Juan Montoya actually is having a really solid season this year, while his teammate Jamie McMurray down in the 27th position. Now, we made a bet against Jamie McMurray because we saw this taking place. Uh, we, were, we, were, we were tuned into that. And we did get a, a big underdog winner with Marcus Ambrose last week on a head-to-head. -head. And I had really planned on putting him as one of the top head-to-heads. But when the odds came out and I saw him at such a, a big underdog, it scared me. And I admit I got scared and I, I dropped him way down in, onto the head-to-heads uh, column. And, you know, that's my fault. I should have gone with my instinct. I should have gone with what I'd handicapped. And, uh, and not always looking at the odds. Usually when I look at the odds, it determines how much money I'm going to place on a wager, not so much whether or not I think the driver, uh, you know, that the, the odds that they're offering me, I, I look at the odds, but I usually have picked out the, the uh, selection before the odds come out. Like in this particular case, I like the Marcus Ambrose over Jamie McMurray matchup. So I had that circled. I knew I was going to place money on it. But when the odds came out, I, I, I put too much emphasis on the odds that the, off, that the books were offering me. And I dropped him way down on my list. And sure enough, he comes in and he wins. Uh, and we didn't get as big of a payday from it as we expected. So that's something moving forward I'm going to have to uh, to keep my eye on because I don't want to fall prey to the odds makers and uh, you know because just because they're offering that odds does not necessarily uh, mean that uh, that the odds makers are right because a lot of times they make mistakes and you know we can really key in on some of these head-to-head -head matchups and start collecting on some wins if we really do our homework and that's what we're going to be looking to do as we move forward so that pretty much the standings for the sprint cup championship series let's turn our attention over to the uh, nationwide series where reed Sorensen is currently the leader he picked up the lead over elliot sadler who's in second place ricky stenhouse jr is in third justin algauer is fourth eric almirola is in fifth jason leffler is sixth Kenny Wallace is 7th, Steve Wallace is 8th, Brian Scott ninth, and of course Michael Annette is in the 10th position. So that's your top 10 in the Nationwide Series. Uh, Josh Wise is 11th, Joe Nemechek 12th, Mike Bliss is 13th, Mike Wallace 14th, Trevor Bain moved up a slot, he's in the 15th position. So that's kind of what's going on over in the Nationwide Series. To turn our attention over to the Camping World Truck Series, excuse me while I get through my papers here, Johnny Sauter is your leader. He picked up the lead over Cole Witt, 
who's in second. Austin Dillon is third. Matt Crafton is fourth. Timothy Peters is fifth. Ron Hornaday, sixth. James Boucher is in the seventh position. Parker Kligerman is in the eighth. Todd Bodine is in ninth. He picked up two slots to make the top ten. Brendan Galgan also picking up two slots. He's in the tenth position. Joey Coulter with the win. He is now currently, or not the win, but he picked. He, he got a second place finish. He's currently in the 11th position. Max Pappas is 12th. Uh, Clay Rogers dropped five slots. He's down in the 13th spot. David Starr, 14th. And Nelson Plickett, Nelson Pickett Jr., rookie, sorry. Nelson Pickett Jr., he's in the 15th position. So that's what's going on in the Camping World Truck Series uh, in the NASCAR Series. So that's what's going on 2011. Uh, those are your point standings. Again, in the next segment, we're going to talk about Denny Hamlin. He is the early favorite for the race day and why we think, uh, you know, he's a solid pick, of course, even at 4-1. to one. We'll talk about that, and then uh, we'll talk about some of the other drivers. We've got a good segment coming up in the next one, so stick around for that. Uh, but for now, this is Kasig Sheeler here at Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. <music> Welcome back to NASCAR Weekly. I'm your host, K. Sig Sheeler here at pregame.com. Okay, it's week 14 of the Sprint Cup Championship Series. Going to be coming from Long Pond, Pennsylvania. It's Pocono Raceway. Uh, that'll be June 12th at 1.15 Eastern Time. The race begins. Of course, TV coverage now begins on TNT. And the Motor Racing Network, you can check and listen to that on Sirius NASCAR Radio 90, Channel 90. Your happy hour practice will be Friday, June 10th at 3.30 Eastern Time. You can check that out at the Speed Channel. And then, of course, qualifying for the race begins Saturday, June 11th at 11.10 Eastern Time. TV coverage will start at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, so check that out over at the Speed Channel. As always, uh, that's what their coverage begins, and uh, you can check that out, as always, over on the Speed Channel. Now, I want to take a minute and discuss the uh, schedule, because the schedule's kind of key right now as we start to get into the summer months. Uh, this is the first race at Pocono. They always race twice here. Of course, in uh, last August, Greg Biffle was your winner at Pocono, but in the June race, it was all Denny Hamlin, as usual, from Pocono. And looking, uh, as you go down the schedule, just looking at what we're going to be looking forward to over the next several weeks, it's Pocono this week, and then they're going to head over to Michigan, and then they're going to run a road course race out in California and Sonoma, uh, that'll be June 26th, and then they're going to go all the way to Daytona and race in Daytona uh, for July 4th weekend, as they always do for that summer race. And then uh, they're going to head to Kentucky. Kentucky's the first race of the year. 
uh, ever. The the NASCAR sanctioned event will be at Kentucky for the Sprint Cup Championship Series. So that's going to be an interesting race. That'll be a Saturday night race. So uh, you know it won't be it won't be too bad as far as the heat goes in the summer months. But uh, you know it's still going to be pretty darn hot in Kentucky in July. And uh, that'll be an interesting race. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, Quaker State gets the sponsorship there, so it'll be a it'll be an exciting race from Kentucky. Then they go to Loudoun, New Hampshire, and uh, that'll be July 17th. And then they take a week off, and then they race at the Brickyard 400 for Indianapolis. And then they come back to Pocono. So that's kind of what we're looking at over the next several weeks, couple of months worth of racing. And, uh, of course, we've got our work cut out for us uh, because we've got to make some ground up over the next couple of races. But uh, I like our results in Pocono. I like our results from Michigan. Uh, Sonoma will be an interesting race because you'll have a couple of drivers that don't normally race uh, on these other tracks that you'll have to pick from. But uh, right now, looking at Sonoma, I can tell you right now, Marcus Ambrose has got a sour taste in his mouth. Uh, he's going to get that win. I got a feeling that uh, you, we'll be looking at Marcus Ambrose for that Sonoma race. Uh, for Michigan, you know, anything goes. Greg Biffle will be a good look at Michigan. Uh, Brian Vickers has always run well in Michigan. Uh, so we'll see what's going on there as time evolves. But I did want to take a few minutes and mention the race. Uh, and then, of course, or the schedule. And then, of course, you know, looking at Pocono, and why is Denny Hamlin the early favorite at four to one, four and a half to one, depending on where you go, try to shop for him. But Denny Hamlin, he's raced ten times here at Pocono, and he's got seven top five finishes. So an incredible history. Uh, he's he's finished as low as thirty eighth, but uh, he's got two poles. His average finish is eighth place. He's got four wins. And uh, just an incredible history here at Pocono. Now, of course, Jimmy Johnson also with uh, two wins. And Jeff Gordon also with four wins. So, you know, Denny Hamlin wants to tie Bill Elliott for the uh, lead among active drivers. Uh, four wins here at Pocono. And he really needs to get things turned around on his season. You haven't heard much from Denny Hamlin all year long. And he's been in a couple of races, but uh, he's he's not got that win as of yet. And this could be that race that gets him into the top ten for the chase. And he needs something really quick. Uh, some other drivers to note about Pocono that have done well. Carl Edwards has got two wins here. We'll be looking at him as well. Now, one of the one of the uh, races that I'll be looking at that previously has run that we can get a little bit of history from uh, as we head to Pocono, and I'm going to be looking at the California race, the Fontana race. Of course, Kevin Harvick was your winner out in California, and he raced that uh, chassis number 288 uh, from, the, uh, from the Richard Childress stable, and of course this week he's got uh, that same chassis, when he gets ready to run here from Pocono. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting race, 
and uh, you know he's had a second place. He's had second place finishes at the Auto Club Speedway and in Indianapolis, and uh, he's had a win at Michigan with this same chassis. So uh, that uh, it'll be an interesting. It'll be an interesting race. He's going to be uh, racing under the Okuma logo this weekend, and that'll be the first time as that primary sponsor of an RCR car in uh, Sprint Cup Championship uh, competition. So looking at Kevin Harvick, very strong as a potential uh, driver because I like the, uh, I like the uh, race setup from California. The track suits a little bit similar to Pocono. Now Pocono's got that real triangular racetrack, but uh, the distance is what I'm looking at, and and the way these turns race here in Pocono, not all that unsimilar to uh, to California. And of course, Richard Childress Racing feels the same way I do because Kevin Harvick and Jeff Burton both going to be driving uh, the same basic setups that they had out in California at the Auto Club Speedway. So uh, we'll be looking for that. Now Jeff Burton, though, he has not had his as uh, strong of a finish out in California, uh, but last year he did have an eighth place finish at Pocono. He's been struggling all year long. Uh, we'll see what what else is going to happen now. Ryan Newman as well going to be racing uh, the same chassis that they ran out in California, and uh, and, and a similar uh, chassis they've raced at other tracks like uh, Indianapolis. So uh, also at Texas Motor Speedway. So this particular distance, maybe the style of track. Uh, Juan Montoya also racing his California chassis. So looking at some of these other teams, uh, they like my thought process as well, and they're going with uh, this similar thing. Now some of these other drivers are racing chassis that have performed extremely well on some short tracks. And that kind of surprises me. Kyle Busch is one of those. Uh, it's going to be its third career start here at Pocono. Uh, raced at Martinsville. Raced at Richmond. And uh, so that's an interesting strategy. Uh, we'll be paying close attention uh, to that. Uh, some of the other drivers. Uh, Tony Stewart. Uh, Darlington Raceway chassis. Uh, it had a solid outing there, qualified ninth, led six laps, and finished seventh, but uh, really hasn't done a whole lot on some of these longer tracks, but it has been tested in the wind tunnel, and uh, Sunday's race at Pocono will mark its second career start. So a couple other teams going with uh, some of these short track chassis, which does surprise me a little bit. Not quite sure what they're thinking, uh, but we'll see how they are in the... Uh, pre-race uh, practices and qualifying. Now again, I've talked about qualifying. Some teams will be strategy. They're going to be trying to uh, to qualify well. Now this particular track, you're going to be wanting long green flag runs, clean air runs at Pocono. Uh, it's just one of those things. Going down the list of drivers though, and what the odds look like going into Pocono. Of course, Hamlin is a four to one at most places. You can get him at four and a half, maybe over at five dimes. Five dimes usually does offer some of the best odds to win. So uh, got to give a little plug to five dimes because they they do things really well. And the Greek, uh, one thing I want to commend the Greek on is that they're not afraid to put their head to heads out early 
uh, in the weekend so that you've got time to study them and get your bets down on head-to-head -head matchups where I'm always betting with Chris. Uh, I've just always done that. I've always graded all my wagers against Chris. They're some of the sharpest lines out there, but they are uh, very, very delayed, very late on getting their head-to-head -head matchups out on Sunday for these early East Coast races. So, <clears throat> excuse me, that's why my race day card usually does not get out until about 11 o'clock for a 12 o'clock race. So, you know, that's one of the things that... Uh, uh, I just want you to be aware of it's not that uh, I'm spending so much time studying. Like I said, I always have my matchups ahead of time, and I have them out ready. I know what I'm just waiting on the odds to come out and see if there's anything that, uh, you know, and I, I only spend about an hour studying the odds, if that, maybe a half hour on the odds, because I've already, I've already done my work to determine who I like on the head-to-head matchups, and then when the when the odds come out, the only thing I'm really looking at is anything peculiar or odd, and then I I base all my percentages off what the odds are uh, to determine what kind of head-to-head -head odds that I'm going to be uh, putting on the card. So that's that's kind of my strategy going into an early race day uh, that takes place on these East Coast races on a Sunday morning. Uh, but Carl Edwards is at uh, seven and a half to one. Jimmy Johnson at uh, six, six and a half to one. Uh, Kyle Busch, he's a ten to one. Jeff Gordon, fourteen to one. Now Kevin Harvick, we mentioned him in that uh, chassis that he'll be running, that number two eighty eight chassis from the Richard Childress Racing Stables. Uh, had a win out in California. Of course, he's a twelve to one here in Pocono. And wouldn't it be something to see Kevin Harvick get another win? Uh, to be the leader uh, on wins for the season. He's already got three. Uh, that'd be something for him heading into Michigan as well. I think if they won in Pocono with this chassis, they'd probably come right back and run the same chassis again in Michigan. Uh, Tony Stewart, he's at 10 to 1. Matt Kenseth is 12 to 1. Kurt Busch, not a big favorite at all. He's 25 to 1. Dale Jr., He's getting some uh, getting some strong love from the bookmaker. He's at 14. Clint Boyer 30 to one. Mark Martin 40 to one. That's kind of the rundown. Greg Biffle as well at 14 to one. Uh, some long shots worth noting. Ryan Newman 40 to one. Uh, he's had some success with the chassis that he's going to be in this weekend. Uh, we talked a little bit about Denny Hamlin and his success. You know, there's just no reason not to back Denny Hamlin in this particular race, even at four and a half to one. Uh, you know, he's just had so much success at Pocono. Uh, ten races, eight top ten finishes, seven of those were top fives. Uh, just an incredible history here at this particular track. He did get one of the wins last year in the June race. <clears throat> Excuse me, Jimmy Johnson as well, worth a look. Of course, he's at six to one. We already mentioned that. So that's pretty much uh, the information that's in front of us for this particular race, the Five Hour Energy 500. It'll be this Sunday, June 12th, and uh, we're looking forward to this race. I've got to get a win, really, really badly, and uh, you know we'll be we'll be doing all of our homework over the next couple of days as we get ready for this particular race. 
just to make a mention uh, of what else is going on throughout the uh, NASCAR series, Nationwide takes the week off, and uh, they will be racing the trucks live here from Can or excuse me from Texas on Friday night at 9 Eastern time. You can check that out as always on the Speed Channel. Uh, so check that out if you're looking for a race fix Friday night, June 10th, from Texas Motor Speedway. You'll be able to check that out. That pretty much wraps up uh, the information for this show this week. Uh, I think it's been uh, informative as usual. We're getting a little bit more technical each week talking about chassis. Uh, of course, I'm always covering the uh, driver's histories at the, the different tracks that we that we get ready to run at and as always I'm always covering the odds for this particular race but I got you know give you a little bit of a tidbit I'll be looking at Kevin Harvick really hard I uh, think Jimmy Johnson and Carl Edwards also get a, a worthwhile look but of course Denny Hamlin is the hands-on favorite and there's no reason to think that he can't perform well he needs a nice strong run to get in the chase so we'll be looking to back Hamlin. Uh, he'll probably be in the mix on our head-to-heads, depending on who they have him matched up against. Um, a lot of times on my race card, I don't have the guys that I've selected to win in a head-to-head -head because a lot of times these bookmakers are matching them up against other drivers that I think have just a legitimate shot to win as well. So, you know, we're not going to put a lot of risk on a, a wager like that. Uh, we're looking for the right matchups on these head-to-heads. So rest assured, I'm doing my homework. We're going to get this turned around. I'll be coming to you a little bit conservatively this week because I don't want to take a huge hit uh, from Pocono. We've got to get some wins uh, even if it's just a couple of percent to get back uh, some of these losses we've had over the last couple of weeks. So that's our strategy heading into Pocono. I uh, hope you'll check out our race day card in the forums on Sunday. We'll have a complete write-up with all of our matchups for Sunday's race. For now, though, this is Sig Sheeler. Thanks for stopping in. This is Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Thank you.